You are listening to a paid commercial program. The opinions expressed are solely those of the program producer or sponsor and not those of NRG Media LLC. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. And welcome, my friends, to America's Healthcare Challenge, the first and most listened to radio program on uh, the Affordable Care Act and the changes coming as a result of this monumental law, now over six years old, it celebrated a birthday a few weeks ago, which we talked about here on the program. And we take a moment every week to monitor some of the news and headlines and talk about the changes that affect you, your family, and your business. And one of the benefits that I have, my name is Sean McGuire, your host. Been doing this on the program for over three years, and uh, we speak at conferences, the organization that I work for. And we hear from real people all over the country talking about, literally on a daily basis, the changes, uh, how they affect them. And so we welcome your thoughts at any time, 402-342-1290, 402-342-1290. Yesterday, somebody brought up that I host this program, and before I knew it, I was backed into a corner as this person was uh, telling me everything uh, that was on their mind as a result of all those changes. And all I did was uh, say the words, Obamacare. And it apparently strikes a chord for a lot of people. You remember, this legislation is what started the Tea Party movement. As as we uh, go into the presidential uh, election cycle, which is something that I enjoy monitoring as well as a political science major and spending time working in Washington for the Senate Finance Committee, getting an understanding of how things work internally and seeing how how much different it is out there from when I was there not too long ago less than 10 years ago, how much it has changed, and a lot of it as a result of uh, big pieces of legislation like this that have really fired up a lot of people. Now, it has helped many, many people, myself included, and I think a lot of the listeners out there. But at the same time, the approach has uh, also caused some heartburn for some, and so that's why we try and uh, talk about some of those things on this show, talk about opportunities that uh, we're seeing uh, on ways that we can fix some of these issues and one of the stories that caught my attention this week was in Politico uh, Obamacare to launch a new payment scheme and that came out uh, earlier this week six years after the law passed um, White House officials have announced a, a large initiative to transform primary care in America to give doctors more flexibility and reward them for producing better results for their patients and now this is an important piece of the whole uh, health care puzzle, if you will, and is that primary care, um, there's not enough people going into primary care uh, for a multitude of reasons. And when you look at other countries across the world that do well, I'll give you an example. France, for example, has a very, very strong primary care um, system. The, the, those folks are very active in managing 
the disease of an individual over time and then working with their colleagues that might be specialized in other things. And policymakers, when they were putting the law together, uh, recognized some of those things. And so they said we need to figure out ways to incentivize more people to go into primary care. And one of the things that they did was uh, giving certain um, loan forgiveness and uh, other incentives for people that uh, graduate from medical school that um, want to work in a rural or urban underserved area. Uh, It's called a HIPSA is the acronym Health Provider Shortage Area, and we have a lot of them here in our state and and a lot uh, in western states as well. And so the idea is uh, that they will get some financial incentives to help pay back the costs for their for their education and training and uh, in exchange for working in an underserved area. And now the the, uh, White House is uh, trying to um, go off of that even more and um, provide even more incentives. And I encourage you to check out this article because it's it's really interesting to see um, um, how the the incentives are shifting, I guess, uh, from a payment standpoint, as in how uh, physicians and uh, healthcare providers are going to get uh, reimbursed, and there's going to be more and more um, incentives for uh, keeping up with uh, patients. For example, um, uh, should they decide to participate in this initiative, they'd be required to give patients 24 access to care and information, and meet metrics for managing and coordinating care. Um, the uh, the person who uh, is the head of this for the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services said, quote, we are trying to shift the incentives to give physicians the freedom to meet the needs of their patients as they see fit. In the future, we'd like to see a better coordination of care and smarter spending on health care dollars. As it doesn't really say anything. Uh, but uh, this is all a part of what is uh, called the uh, Center for Medicare and Medicaid Innovation. And uh, that was one of the things in the Affordable Care Act that people don't really pay attention to, but they really pushed a lot of resources uh, within our federal government towards innovations in, in health care payments. Whether or not the government is good at innovation or not um, is a discussion point for uh, any time, actually 402-342-1290 if you want to do that. But this new program... Uh, expands on a more modest, comprehensive primary care experience and offers $20 per patient per month care management fee as well as bonuses for improving outcomes. And I noticed as I was reading through it, um, they're also kind of incentivizing, for example, reimbursements for emails and other things, and I know that that doesn't necessarily happen right now, but I think that might be attractive to both uh, providers and patients if uh, they could figure out a way how to cover that. Uh, next up, pretty uh, good news, I would say, for um, a, a government program, uh, the the five-star program. And I don't honestly don't really know much about it, but I have seen a lot of it as I'm reading through. But the CMS five-star hospitals have a lower mortality and readmission rate, according to their study in the Journal for American Medical Association. And five-star ratings are associated with uh, this new program uh, that that came out, um, you know, as a result of this law, like so many others. Remember, there was over 1,700 different, um, you know, declarative statements. And what is a declarative statement? A declarative statement is the secretary of HHS or some agency in government shall dot, 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 set up something like this. And this uh, five-star program. 
is coming out of it, and it is as a uh, – it's kind of like uh, I almost look at it like um, recruiting. It's the uh, spring game here in the Husker land, and a lot of folks are down there in Lincoln getting ready to see our new recruits. Uh, I don't know if we had any five-star recruits this year, but it was interesting because there's not many five-star recruits in football, and there's not many five-star recruiting hospitals. There's many three-star uh recruits in football and there's many three-star recruits in uh, or three-star five three-star hospitals and as you can see the the higher the rating the lower the readmission rate and so this is giving evidence uh that they're going to argue uh saying that this is something that is very important and we've got a caller on the line 402-342-1290 opens up one more line for you and we've got liz uh welcome to the show how's it going today uh, well, I'm sitting here trying to figure out uh, the homestead exemption, uh, all government work. Oh, uh, man, yeah. I'm wondering if there is going to be any kind of uh, border for what insurance companies can charge. Mine has gone up 100% since I retired. It is now Part B. It's uh, $301 a month, and my drugs without the premium is $61.70. Aside from that, you could choose any doctor you wanted. Come to find out, they made contracts with the doctors you said you wanted, but they were only for a little while or X months, years, and then you had to stop them. But I go to the doctor three times per year. You must go at least once a year because your drugs only are good for 12 months. And I'm wondering if you have any information that would help. Thank you for your call, Liz, here on America's Healthcare Challenge. That, that is unfortunately a, a problem that's happening uh, all over the country. And um, one of the things is they have, uh, wh- while they um, have lowered the deductibles for uh, what's quote-unquote called the donut hole, which uh, many folks might really not understand what that is, but previously for the on the prescription side of Medicare, individuals would have to pay up to a certain amount and the government would help them pay up to a certain amount and then they would have to pay 100% until their catastrophic uh, coverage kicked in and that was a a very very huge amount that caused problems and the Affordable Care Act aimed to uh, lower that uh, that donut hole if you will and phase it out over time but on the flip side and um, Liz, might I'm, I wish we were still on the phone, but I'm not sure if you have a Medicare Advantage plan, uh, or or if you just have traditional fee for service Medicare. But Medicare Advantage plans um, have uh, switched networks uh, as a result of this because uh, some of the uh, payments uh, that were designed to uh, go to the insurance companies to administer uh, these Medicare Advantage rates were used as a way to uh, pay for. Uh, of the Affordable Care Act, and also uh, we're starting to see Medicare Part B premiums going up, which is why uh, those numbers are going up. Um, to answer your question, the uh, the, the premiums are going to always be going up every year, unfortunately, because uh, they tied everything to 
um, a uh, uh, inflationary number, so it's going to be going up at least 4% every year. And I would recommend um, looking at some sort of a health savings account, if you could, or other other things to help um, offset some of those costs. And I'm not sure if the deductibles are going up as well, but that might might help with that. Um, but I will uh, look into that even more. And if you listen to the show next week, I will uh, spend some more time talking about it. We are up against a break. So uh, 402-342-1290 if you have another question or comment. And when we come back, I'm going to share some more th- stories, including my main story of the week. You're going to have to f- wait and see what it is. But uh, if it caught my attention, um, it's probably pretty uh, important, and uh, you should probably uh, uh, listen to it. No, I'm just joking. Hey, check out the Facebook page dot com slash America's Healthcare Challenge, and we'll be right back right after this. Are you a business owner seeing your bottom line squeezed by rising healthcare costs? I'm Sean McGuire, and I founded E.D. Bellis Healthcare Consulting to provide health reform consulting so that your business does not get caught off with all the uncertainty in Washington. I was there on Capitol Hill when the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare, was created, and I have read the entire bill. Let me guide you through the maze of the American bureaucracy as you adapt to changing government rules and regulations that will impact your organization regardless of size. I offer custom services including cost reduction strategies, training seminars for you and your employees, and strategic planning to help you prepare for the future. Regardless of what the Supreme Court decides, this issue is here to stay. Contact me today for a free consultation at www.healthreformexplained.com. That's www.healthreformexplained.com. At E.D. Ballas, we know healthcare. Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And two men in a truck will help you watch your budget, too. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomenandatruck.com. Two men in a truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Now that you've heard of Shama Maguire and HealthReformExplained.com, maybe it's time for his team to assess your company's situation. We have innovative strategies to help navigate this new maze created by the Affordable Care Act. For more, go to HealthReformExplained.com. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Uh, It is um, tax season and nobody really likes tax season. I certainly don't. I guess some people do, and I would call those people crazy, but there are some folks out there that enjoy paying their taxes. But you might have noticed something this year. You might have noticed uh, something in, uh, in in your tax return. It might have been a little bit less uh, than what you had been used to, and the reason why is we are in full execution mode of the uh, uh, individual mandate to employer uh, individual shared responsibility is the actual term that they used and we are in the in the process of uh, uh of having uh, individuals pay um a tax if they do not decide to purchase insurance and now 
I think everybody should probably, if they can afford it, purchase insurance. However, there are a lot of people that are having uh, problems making things um, meet and the uh, making ends meet, rather, and the fact that the uh, deductibles in the law are allowed by the law are so are so expensive it is uh putting people in a very precarious situation and we found an interesting story it was a uh, uh, put on our facebook page thanks to our friend april for uh sharing that with us it is april uh by the way and uh we wanted to uh to play this clip for you because it gives an example of um what americans are forced to buy uh, through the individual mandate or pay a penalty. They're not forced with a gun to their head, but they do have to pay either the greater of uh, 2.5% of their income or $695. And so let's listen to uh, this catchy skit, and you can check out, uh, you can find this skit uh, on our, our Facebook page, .com slash America's Healthcare Challenge. Yeah, I'd like a large coffee with nothing in it. Okay, that will be $743. What are you, crazy? I just want a simple coffee. Well, sir, in order for the government to allow this establishment to sell coffee, there are certain minimal essential coffee benefits that they are required to provide. Like what? They are legally required to provide milk, a travel mug, a straw, and numerous other items that the government has deemed necessary for you to have. Okay, first off, I don't want a straw, I don't want a travel mug, and I don't want any milk in my coffee. I just want a simple coffee. I don't think you understand. This is for your own safety. I don't care if you think it's for my own safety. I'm responsible enough to drink coffee of my own. The only thing that I want is a basic coffee. That's it. Well, the government has deemed it necessary for you. Thanks, but no thanks. I'm just going to go to another coffee shop and get exactly what I want. What is that going to get you? That's going to get me a coffee. No, you don't understand. This is a government mandate. Any coffee provider must comply with these regulations or their license to do business will be revoked. Fine, then it looks like I'm not going to be buying any coffee at all. Hold on there. Not so fast. What? I'm not going to be purchasing any coffee. It's a free country, isn't it? <laughs> of course it's a free country, or at least we like to tell you that. You're free not to purchase this coffee, however not doing so will require you to pay 1% of your yearly income as a penalty. What? I make 50 grand a year. That means I have to pay 500 bucks to this coffee shop to not receive any coffee in return? Of course you won't have to pay this coffee shop $500. That would be ridiculous. Oh, okay, good. You'll have to pay it to the government. And then the next year you'll need to pay $1,000, the year after that $1,250, and then whatever arbitrary number the government wants after that. Okay, okay, this is some kind of joke, right? Where's the hidden camera? We had to institute this policy because some people needed coffee, whether they could pay for it or not, and it had to be provided to them. This placed an undue burden on everyone else, so our solution was to place an undue burden on everyone else. Well, who forced the providers to give away the coffee for free? Well, the government required it, whether those people could pay for it or not. So there was a problem created by forcing vendors to provide free coffee to people. And now the solution to that is to force other people to purchase more coffee at ridiculous rates. Well, you might want to have coffee in the future, so we need to make sure that you pay for it now, whether you actually want it or not. We like to call it the individual shared responsibility payment. It sounds like a contradiction in terms, because it is. 
Every time you buy coffee, we need to take most, I mean some, of that money and provide coffees free of charge to those who we think need it, and also to people who consistently vote for us. Plus, we can then use that money to purchase a website for millions of dollars that simply won't work. Wouldn't it make more sense to just let me pick what I want to buy, and the provider pick what they want to sell, and let us handle it amongst ourselves? But then how would we pay for programs that you don't want? So yeah, check out our check out our uh, Facebook page, .com, America's Healthcare Challenge, if you'd like to see that video. But I thought that really drove everything home. And uh, it is something that uh, is timely because, again, it is tax season. And I'm going to explore that a little bit later at the end of the program. Are we getting a good value for our tax dollars? Are we getting a good value for our tax dollars? That is the question that I'm going to pose for you at 402-342-1290. I do not know that, uh, that we are, and I'd like to... Uh, Pose uh, one more story for your uh, for you to think about over break before we uh, we take a time out, and that is the interesting thing that came out actually this week. It was through the Cato Institute, but uh, according to thehill.com, um, we have found uh, something through a Freedom of Information Act, and it coincidentally came out yesterday, which was Tax Day on Obamacare. Is there one set of rules for Congress and another for citizens? And Everybody, according to the ACA and this individual shared responsibility, has to go purchase health insurance through an exchange unless they get it through their employer. And a lot of people do get it through their employer. So if you have health insurance through your employer, probably not a huge deal directly. You're going to see it indirectly in that uh, you're probably going to see some less take-home pay because premiums are continuing to go up for your employer and they're going to have to pass some of that on to you. But if you're an individual that does not have access to health insurance through your employer, you would then go through these individual exchanges. And one of the things that was interesting and um, thrown in at the last minute was the fact that members of Congress and their staff, congressional staff and their dependents, are now in the third year of receiving health insurance coverage through these exchanges. And they were previously under the Federal Employee Health Benefit Program And now what we're starting to find, um, according to uh, some rumblings from within the Beltway, they, instead of uh, sending individuals to uh, regular exchanges like everybody else has to do, tried to send their individuals to what's called the uh, Small Business Health Options Plan or the Shop Exchange, which was designed for small businesses. The problem is the United States Congress... United States House and the United States Senate are not small businesses. Uh, this this pool is set up for businesses under 50. Uh, they have thousands of employees. And so, in, But the reason they set them up under the Small Business Health Options Plan is because um, they were able to find a way for them to still be able to give them uh, $12,000 premium contributions, which would have been illegal under the uh, regular exchanges like everybody else had to go to. But they actually went moved forward anyways and still tried to get it through and did get it through the D.C. Uh, shop exchange. And they actually wrote that they had 45 employees working um, for, for, for Congress, 435 members. Um, yeah, when in actuality they have 4,588 members. And so <laughs> I just wanted to bring that one to your attention. Uh, because it is, um, you know, 
it is something that uh, you should be aware of. Uh, they're making us follow the rules, but uh, they bend the rules themselves. 402-342-1290. Uh, we got a conversation coming up about allergies uh, here later in the program, as well as more of uh, the stories that caught my attention and things you need to be aware of. This is America's Healthcare Challenge back right after this. Are you feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or teenager acting out? Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information. They say every business should have an elevator pitch. Here's ours. We are E.D. Bellis, a consulting company specializing in healthcare reform, helping businesses navigate the new law. For more, go to healthreformexplained.com. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. Sean McGuire. Welcome back to the show, America's Healthcare Challenge. Again, um, you can check us out. Um, we've got our stuff all over social media, whether that's Facebook, uh, our Facebook page dot com slash America's Healthcare Challenge. Uh, we're on LinkedIn. We put our stuff out there quite regularly, and then obviously all of our uh, library of segments uh, on this program covering uh, running the gamut of all things healthcare on our SoundCloud page. Just search Edie Bellis or America's Healthcare Challenge and you'll find it. And we're talking here uh, with Dr. Jill Poole this week about allergies. It is the season uh, of allergies. I know some leaves have some problems, uh, apparently. Uh, she can tell us a little bit more about that. But I also wanted to take some time to talk about food allergies. Everybody, I think when the word allergy comes into my head, I think of... Um, like hay fever or pollen or allergic to cats. But um, there are many food allergies, and I do have a weak stomach. I don't think that I have necessarily any food allergies, but I notice that I might have a sensitivity to gluten every now and then, and I know many Americans feel the same way. Uh, do you treat a lot of patients uh, in that scenario, Dr. Poole? Oh, yes. We, I see a lot of patients with um, abdominal problems and, and uh, issues with food, and, and gluten comes up in many of our conversations. So what are some of the common food allergies out there that people know about or might not know about, and maybe what's something they should be aware <laughs> of, you know? Well, you have to think about the age group. So in children, uh, milk and egg and nuts, like peanuts, um, are the food allergies that tend to be the, the, the highest. Um, peanut and tree nuts can have the most scary uh, reactions uh, for for children. And then so as they get older, some will actually lose their food allergy to it, um, but they can continue it on to adulthood. Uh, in adults, uh, we see a new onset of common like shrimp allergy or shellfish allergy or fish allergy that tends to somehow come up out of the blue for patients, and they get hives and rashes for that. Um, but what you were talking about earlier is there's been a real interest in um, gluten. 
There's uh, celiac disease, which is an autoimmune disease uh, that can't, we can diagnose by biopsying and blood tests help. And then you can be allergic to gluten products like wheat and rye and barley, where you eat those foods and you break out in hives and rashes and such, or have major vomiting after you eat them. And then there's been a trend here on uh, this gluten sensitivity, and a lot of people will feel that if they eat a lot of gluten products, which you know taste really good, um, that are out there, they they get they feel sick. Um, now, I can't have a specific test for gluten sensitivity, um, but I talk to patients about it to see if that's what's causing some of their ails. What are like so typical symptoms of somebody that, I mean, they're not, you know, completely, uh, like, well, what happens, you said, if, if, if they have it really bad, they completely break out? Into... Yeah, I mean, if they're allergic to gluten, it's, it's usually not subtle. I mean, there's hives, right. uh, facial swelling, um, they can have profuse vomiting, uh, abdominal pain, you know, within 30 minutes of eating the food if they're allergic to it. What causes that allergical reaction? Well, it's a, it's a fancy immunologic response, but the body starts making these allergy antibodies to uh, gluten, uh, these proteins, and then will, uh, and the wheat proteins, and then uh, they recognize it as foreign. So, it's an abnormal response to develop a, these allergy res, uh, molecules to a food that's pretty common. But if somebody's not allergic to, like, say, a gluten or something, like they just kind of would just have general discomfort? Yeah, kind of... so there's uh, been increasing interest in gluten sensitivity, whereas if they eat gluten, they're not, per se, doing their body any permanent harm like they would in celiac disease or or an allergy, but they can get bloating, water retention. Uh, some people report headaches. Some have a little kind of itchiness sometimes to it. Um, and if you're curious if this is you, if you're having a lot of abdominal symptoms that no one can explain, uh, we'll talk about going on a 30-day uh, gluten-free challenge um, and keep a diary to see if that helps you. How, how, so what what... What it, what is it? like? What would be in that challenge? What would be some things that they might phase out that maybe? Because I just think that people are probably if they might have that they're exposed or taking, you know, like what if they drink beer for example? Like that's well, probably that's, not on the list, right? <laughs> You're right. Beer has uh, now there are beers that don't, but most beers have gluten, and that does surprise, um, particularly my some some of my patients will be surprised to hear that, but. Uh, yes, uh, beer has, uh, most beers have gluten. You can get gluten-free beers, um, mm -hmm. but you have to ask and look for it specifically. Right. Um, then the other common source is going to be things that are made with flour, so, or, you know, wheat flour, um, pizzas and breads and croissants and muffins and cookies and uh, all those good foods. Right, no kidding. How, so how do they make it gluten-free? I, I, I mean, I guess I should... I, do you know that answer? Is just oh well, there's. I mean, this is a whole uh, area. Uh, there's tons of books out there and cookbooks available for gluten-free eating. Uh, there's gluten-free products in uh, grocery stores, and so it ends up. I mean, the easiest way to go gluten-free is to <laughs> eat fruits, vegetables, salads, uh, meats, and avoid. Does rice have gluten or no? Nope, rice is fine. So rice, rice and rice flour are safe. Oh, they have rice flour. Uh huh. Hmm. Yeah, there's. Hey, corn. I learned something new. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Um, what what are some of the other um, common? I guess you said peanuts. I, I guess that is that a really kind of is that almost a deadly? Are there any deadly type of? 
allergies? Well, like the, for I, I call them the deadly and scary is going to be your peanut and your tree nut allergies. And that is because we don't understand why those foods in particular, it just takes just tiny amounts in a peanut allergic child or adult to set them off. Um, and so they can uh, have scenarios where they eat a cookie that has some peanut in it and they didn't, you know, peanut butter and they didn't recognize it and just one bite can set them into a severe allergic reaction where they're, uh, you know, they swell up, they get hives, they can't breathe, um, and you need aggressive therapy like an epinephrine injection. What's that? Oh, is that... So EpiPens or adrenaline, those oh, geez. those pins. And so people that have peanut and tree nut allergy carry those with them in case they have these exposures. But can you test if you're allergic to peanuts yeah. or you just have to find out? Well, usually, I mean, we don't... We, we don't just test people just to see if they may have it. Um, usually patients have had some exposure and had oh. a reaction, and then we test them and, and work with them through that. Is it... Um, does that, like, pass down genetically? Well, that's a good question. Um, we, we don't entirely think so, but allergies in general tend to run in families. So I guess it's a, a hedge of an answer there. But having an allergic sibling or allergic parent has a, you. Uh, if you're the sibling or you know child of that parent, uh, your risk of having allergy increases. Right, right. I just got it. I just had a picture. I mean. A- picture of a young family with a little kid eating a peanut or a cookie like you said and I mean that has to be you probably deal with parents all the time that are probably freaked out uh, because their kid had an allergic reaction. Oh it's very scary I've personally even been at years ago I was at a Halloween party and I I saw it happen (laughs) this little three-year-old just grabbed a cookie off the plate and and had a reaction now hers wasn't life-threatening we were able to you know deal with Were you the doctor that saved the day? <laughs> I helped the day. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is there a doctor in the house? <laughs> I was right there. So, um so they, they are they're scary and and it does have a lot of fear in parents and uh, and rightly so. Right, right. That's that's great. Um any other things you'd like to share with the audience? Well, other foods that can be problematic include, you know, dairy products. So if a lot of abdominal pain, we see a lot of patients who can't tolerate lactose, and that becomes a little bit more common as we get older. Um, and so you get diarrhea and abdominal pain and such when you eat, cow, you know, drink cow's milk or have ice cream or with dairy products. And so, again... You said it, that can change as you get older? Yeah, you can get that as you get older. Okay, or younger too. Yeah, right? young people can have it too. And again, that's where food diaries and keeping track of timing of your symptoms is That's important. probably a good idea to do a food diary. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else, any other advice uh, for somebody uh, might be suffering from um, natural allergies? Uh, you, you said ask the pharmacist, right? Well, yeah, the pharmacist can... Con- direct you to these uh, medications uh, that are won't cause you to fall asleep, not drowsy, and the nose sprays and the sinus rinses. And then, you know, once you've tried the over-the-counter medications, um, you know, I recommend you see a physician, even your primary care physician can help you. There are prescription allergy medications. And if those don't work, um, then they, you can be referred to allergists, um, which are in most communities, that can do skin testing to see what you're allergic to, maybe, or unfortunately it is your pet or not. And uh, there are aggressive measures like allergy shots or desensitization where uh, it's like a three- to five-year process where you get lots of shots 
basically monthly at, at one point that desensitize you to what you're allergic to. And so I have a number of patients who are on allergy shots to desensitize them to their allergies. Um, and it works really quite well. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Any final thoughts? Oh, I think that sounds good. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Poole, for your time here on America's Healthcare Challenge. It's been great talking to you. hope we can bring you back again sometime. Oh, well, you too. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. You are listening to America's Healthcare. Are you a business owner seeing your bottom line squeezed by rising healthcare costs? I'm Sean McGuire, and I founded E.D. Bellis Healthcare Consulting to provide health reform consulting so that your business does not get caught off with all the uncertainty in Washington. I was there on Capitol Hill when the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare, was created, and I have read the entire bill. Let me guide you through the maze of the American bureaucracy as you adapt to changing government rules and regulations that will impact your organization regardless of size. I offer custom services including cost reduction strategies, training seminars for you and your employees, and strategic planning to help you prepare for the future. Regardless of what the Supreme Court decides, this issue is here to stay. Contact me today for a free consultation at www.healthreformexplained.com. That's www.healthreformexplained.com. At E.D. Ballas, we know healthcare. Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And two men in a truck will help you watch your budget, too. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomenandatruck.com. Two men in a truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. E.D. Bellis is a healthcare reform consulting company with valuable information that is up-to-date and easy to understand. We have solutions to manage compliance, minimize penalties and taxes, and all other options. Check out healthreformexplained.com. Not only are we going to New Hampshire, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Hope you're having a a great Saturday. I'm so glad that the weather's turned. Uh, It makes you feel good to get outside, doesn't it? Uh, It certainly does for me. I wanted to take a time uh, to to talk about an issue that is all over uh, the the country right now and it's uh you know something we shouldn't take lightly at all and that is i am talking about uh the opioid uh epidemic which um more and more um headlines are starting to come out uh, all across uh uh, uh the newswires all about this and blue cross blue shield uh recently uh released a piece uh entitled uh, working together to end uh, this epidemic and also, uh, Time Magazine uh, released a, a story earlier this week, and this is what caught my attention. And, and the title is, Is Obamacare Fueling America's Opioid Epidemic? 
And uh, I encourage you to take a, a look at um, at this because uh, these habit-forming painkillers are, are, are becoming a, a major problem. And um, he believes uh, as a result of, of these things, um, the hospitals, because of the shifting incentives, are at financial risk. And um, this is because the CMS tried to uh, allocate money to uh, help people for patient satisfaction surveys and other things. All of these things reward quality care. Well, one of the questions on there is, um, during your hospital stay, how often did the hospital staff do everything they could to help you with your pain? And how often was your pain well controlled? And we know that the uh, many of the, the major pain uh, medications that are are prescribed are um, are could be considered uh, you know under this this issue. And, and honestly, I don't really know much about it. Uh, but what I, I do know is that uh, it must be a problem if uh, during the Super Bowl they're having a, a commercial. One of the uh, the uh, drug companies uh, advertising during the Super Bowl was a. Uh, opioid endorsed constipation relief product uh so there there must clearly be an epidemic if they're spending that much money on there the question is how do we help fix and solve this problem first of all like what are the other options for pain uh, i don't know many of them outside of uh, obviously um the things that uh, you can get o- over the counter maybe that stuff's not powerful you know, maybe looking at other alternative medicines, uh, that might be another option. But what we're seeing is that um, it's just a, it's, it's ruining people's uh, lives uh, in many different ways. And it's something that we need to have a conversation about and we need to have a, a way to, uh, to help control pain. Maybe we can uh, put some research into finding other pain uh, medications out there. Um, I, I know that uh, the issue of medical marijuana hasn't been discussed much on this program, but there is evidence to show that it does reduce pain for a lot of individuals, and nearly the majority of states across the country have actually uh, approved medical marijuana uh, legislation, and more going to be coming up on the ballot. Maybe that is something uh, to be be discussed. I don't have all the answers, just trying to, to throw out a discussion, but... Seriously, folks, this is uh, becoming a major problem. And uh, check out these time, this uh, article on Time. Remember Time Magazine? Well, it's on time.com. Actually, I'm sure this, uh, this story is probably on the front page if you still get, get the magazine. But um, we're just seeing uh, a major rise. Maine, for example, saw a 27% rise in drug overdose death rate from 2013 to 2014. Just as an example. In March, agency doctors wrote JAMA that the patient satisfaction survey that I was talking about accounted for 30% of the total performance score in 2015 with pain management as one of the eight equally weighted dimensions along with factors like nurse communication, cleanliness, and quietness. So pain management. If you have somebody that's potentially addicted to these things and then ends up in the hospital and they're not they're going to give bad surveys that means that the provider is going to get paid less i just see this as a a lose-lose situation and so again that's why the show is called america's healthcare challenge again that's why i take the time to help identify and pose these questions for you to think about because it is a real problem and and heroin 
is becoming a huge problem. I don't really know a lot about it, but I've talked to people in law enforcement, in particular in rural parts of the country, that are uh, really seeing everything ruined uh, as a result uh, of this epidemic. And so I'd like to see more from presidential candidates on this issue. Uh, I don't know that the war on drugs really has uh, been a successful war. Maybe we just need to have a conversation about a war on um, addiction instead. Maybe that's uh, something uh, food for thought. Let's take a time out here on the program, and when we come back, you're going to get uh, my final thoughts of the week. I've got uh, a question for uh, you if you are a business owner. Uh, are you one of these things? Uh, you'll find out what they are, one of those things, uh, when we come back here on America's Healthcare Challenge. Just post it on our Facebook page, that video, if you want to check it out, as well as this story I was just talking about. And we will be back right after this. Are you a business owner seeing your bottom line squeezed by rising health care costs? I'm Sean McGuire, and I founded E.D. Bellis Healthcare Consulting to provide health reform consulting so that your business does not get caught off with all the uncertainty in Washington. I was there on Capitol Hill when the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare, was created, and I have read the entire bill. Let me guide you through the maze of the American bureaucracy as you adapt to changing government rules and regulations that will impact your organization regardless of size. I offer custom services including cost reduction strategies, training seminars for you and your employees, and strategic planning to help you prepare for the future. Regardless of what the Supreme Court decides, this issue is here to stay. Contact me today for a free consultation at www.healthreformexplained.com. That's www.healthreformexplained.com. At ED Ballas, we know healthcare. Are you feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or teenager acting out? Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information. Do you like being the smartest person in the room? Go to healthreformexplained.com and learn about being a licensed Edie Bellis healthcare consultant. Know enough about Obamacare to be dangerous because you'll be personally trained by me, Sean McGuire. Click healthreformexplained.com. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Check out uh, edbellisinc.com for all of your businesses needs as it relates to compliance and HR management. Uh, we've been in business for over five years bringing uh, this program to you because we do care about this as a public service, helping individuals understand uh, what is happening. And if you need to know what's happening as it relates to uh, compliance for your business, they are just the folks to call and their team of experts can really help get you shaped up uh, if you missed the deadline, for example. Uh, but um if you are somebody that's looking for 
something like this. Uh, maybe you're a business owner that uh, wants uh, a plan that keeps your benefits intact or better uh, than they already are with the rates in the most competitive and tax competitive they can be and in a tax advantaged position. Uh, maybe you are someone that might be interested or wanting a, a complete and compliant, scalable, single-platform HR administration resource. That's a handful, but we do have the best system for uh, HR management in, in town uh, that can properly manage all of your company benefit plans, which includes real-time, direct-to-carrier services, processing on eligibility and open enrollment, so no more paperwork. And if you want uh, help with uh, people that can uh, allow your associates to uh, manage all of their files, payroll positions, all of the company documents, all of self-service, as well as someone that can help you with your self-funded administrative services, then uh, I would go ahead and uh, give uh, 402-884-9020 a call. And why don't you just give them a call right now and leave a message and somebody will get back to you on Monday because... You've got to see this system, and we do weekly demonstrations every week. Uh, we do weekly webinars as well. And the system and, and what it can really do to help manage your business is really quite remarkable in that it can streamline all of your processes and manage everything uh, without paper, and this is the future. And now your employees can literally log on at their to their phones and enroll in their insurance benefits at home or their iPads or tablets or computers or whatever, uh, as opposed to having to go through and fill out all of the paperwork. And, oh, by the way, uh, working with a company like Edie Bellis also gives you access to uh, all of their uh, consultants that are uh, have over 100 years of experience in HR consulting and leadership and also management uh, that are going to help you identify other areas that can improve your business. So, again, EdieBellisinc.com for more information. If you are someone out there that uh, is in need of some some help or some new ideas, uh, we are really, really excited to be able to to help you, and we'd be happy to come out there because we are helping a lot of people. I'm going to be going to Ohio next week. I'm excited about that. I'm going to be uh, delivering some uh, work that we did uh, for people out there and finding out what's happening in the great state of Ohio, which, by the way, has picked the president every year since the mid-1800s, and the Republican National Committee Convention is in Cleveland. Cleveland is definitely going to rock that week. I saw a headline that they've already beefed up their security in anticipation of riots. I wonder if um, that will actually happen. Let's hope that it doesn't. Uh, meanwhile, there's a big uh, primer that happened, and I saw the uh, Democratic debate, the Brooklyn Brawl, as I saw it, uh, Two, two uh, candidates really letting it all on the line, and I actually really enjoyed watching the discussion between Senator Sanders and Secretary Hillary Clinton. And one of the things that uh, they actually did talk about for once was health care. And the article that uh, came out yesterday uh, summarizing their, their conversation on Healthcare IT News titled, Bernie Sanders Guarantees Healthcare is a Right, While Hillary Says She Can Get to 100% Coverage Via the ACA. So this might have to be a segment that we'll we'll break down because these are different approaches for health care between these two candidates. Senator Sanders is for a Medicare for all single payer system, uh, an issue that is a non-starter with Republicans, but he is in in, in favor of that. Nevertheless, 
Secretary Clinton is uh, all is in favor of that, but I believe she's looking for more of an incremental approach, and she is more of in favor of utilizing what's been passed through the Affordable Care Act and proving upon it and uh, putting together some sort of health reform 2.0 that desperately needs to happen. And it's just sad that it's been such a, a polarizing issue because health care shouldn't be a polarizing issue. It should be a bipartisan issue because it affects all of us. So I think everybody should have an equal spot at the table and be at least allowed to uh, share their positions to policymakers and the people that are putting these laws together. Hasn't happened thus far, but there still is time, and maybe we will see some change here coming up. But I will encourage you to check out uh, all of these stories that I've I've talked about. If you're looking to just kind of stay on top of what's happening, you know some of the things that are that are that are that are high level important. And the final story I'm going to share, which is something uh, that is very high level important for a lot of us, whether we're an individual as a consumer or whether our, we're a business owner or whether or not we're an insurance company, but that is the fact that U.S. prescription drug spending is set to hit $400 billion uh, by 2020. That makes Dr. Evil uh, look like a mid-roller. $400 billion by 2020, according to IMS. And so we're going to have to talk about that next week a little bit. Why is that? We've touched the topic a little bit, but it's time for a deep dive. Uh, check it out and check out Facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge for all of our SoundCloud segments of the program. Until next time, have a great week.